The news, the leaked draft of the Supreme Court decision has been jarring for us all this week and will remain so. What on earth are we going to do? And we've got to be active. We've got to be mobilized. We've got to do something about this. But we want to hear about it from one of the leading organizations in this field. Uh, many of the president was on with us, I believe, last month. We've stayed in touch. We thought we'd do well to check in with NARAL, the National Abortion Rights Action League, Pro-Choice America, uh, to get their take on what's happening and what options, if any, we might have. So we're happy to have join us on Make It Plain today. The research director, Dina Montemarano. Dina, how are you? And welcome. Well, again, I, I asked you before she came on how she was, but I know how she is. <laughs> and she knows how I am. We know how we all are. Uh, <laughs> but having said that, Dina, well, I just get right into it. Um, what are we going to do? Hello, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you are right, today has been quite wild. It is an unprecedented day. I answered and said, I'm okay, and I think I am, but in reality, I'm extremely infuriated and extremely pumped up and enraged and ready to do what we need to do here. So let me just put it in context for folks who maybe have seen information flying around and might not know exactly what happened. There was a leak of the draft opinion of the Supreme Court decision in the Jackson Women's Health case, where we knew that there was a high chance that they would overturn Roe v. Wade, the constitutional right to abortion, a right that we have had for over 50 years. And what seems to be the case from this draft, which has now been verified as a real draft, it's not a fake, um, is that that is exactly what they are trying to do. So abortion is still legal right now. This is a draft, but they are giving us every indication, the clearest indication yet, that they are ready and willing to overturn Roe v. Wade and take away our freedom to make personal decisions. But now this um, really can't be a, a, su a surprise can it, or is it just right. still, I mean, we, we were afraid of this. We were hoping right. for the best, but I guess when it just actually happens, right? you just can't. So, so I would say the leak happening, absolutely a surprise has not happened in modern history. The decision itself, listen, we knew when they took up this case, that there was no way to uphold Mississippi's ban without overturning or undercutting Roe. There was a reason they took this case up. They have been planning for it for decades, right? They have been working toward it for decades, getting these judges ready to go on the court, um, you know, fighting in state legislators to get Republicans elected, getting Republican senators elected. This was the goal. So we knew that decision was coming, but yes, the way that we've now found out that it is likely going to happen when the decision comes down, I mean, that rocked us all. And now we are all a couple months earlier than expected, uh, having to spring into action. The president of NARAL, many, as I mentioned, many, Timaraju was on, and we 
speculated what might happen, mm-hmm. talked through several scenarios when she was yep. on before. But what we both agree to is that part of the problem, Dina, has been those of us who've been raising concern about this for years all seem to kind of become chicken little, the sky's falling. And so nobody really believed it. Now, people are like, oh my God, this is really happening. So all the emotions you describe, all the feelings you describe, one I feel, and I'm not even a woman, but it affects all of us. I, yeah, I'm. I. I mean, I. It's. It's really as, as a man. I am feeling so much anxiety, like just. Yeah. <laughs> what's, and and then when you read the opinion, it basically said this was illegal when this country was founded. Well, so was my ancestors reading. Dina. Yep. So yep. what does that not set precedent for them just to wipe out everything? I mean, it is all coordinated and it is all part of the same goal for the minority white supremacist patriarchy to maintain power and control. So abortion has been the canary in the coal mine. And I think that's why, you know, folks don't want to believe that they're really trying to bring us backwards that much. And I think folks are reckoning with the fact that they do and are seeing and feeling the reality that, like you said, this is all connected. It is about abortion, certainly, but it is not just about abortion. They, you know, talked about Obergefell, LGBTQ rights. Uh, There there have been references to interracial marriage recently. I mean, I think anything is on the table when it comes to these people. And what folks are seeing and reckoning with now is that they're not kidding. They're serious. So as research director, of course, you, you can tell us that this also betrays the reality in America today, that an overwhelming majority of people support women having abortion rights and all reproductive rights, correct? Absolutely. We see it and hear it over and over and over. Red states, purple states, blue states. People do not want politicians interfering in these decisions. They want women people to be able to make those decisions with the people they love and trust with their doctor. They do not want abortion to be banned. They want it to remain legal. And what we're seeing now, I think from all of the support and the outrage is that majority really taking hold of the conversation and starting to make it clear that we are the majority and it's time to to act that way. Yet we know that unfortunately, 52, 53% of white women voted for a man that said he could grab him by the pee. Um, Hillary warned us all, this is what's going to happen. People still went for it. Okay. Came back. Looks like folk reversed themselves. So, so what do you think happens now? Are, are women, particularly uh, white women voters, and I'm talking about those who are closer to the spectrum we're on, yeah. moderates, right. But- Do you feel that folk are actually clear now about what is going on and what needs to be done? So I appreciate you bringing this up because like we said, this is all connected and so much of it comes down to race at the end of the day. It's why they chose this in the first place because they needed something else when they couldn't do segregation anymore, right? And 
white women, frankly, have not caught on to that and have taken a very long time. I'm a white woman myself. I talk to my family about this all the time um, to figure out what their whole plan is and what's happening. And I think, listen, there are the folks who we have lost, like you referenced, and who are just kind of gone forever. But there, there is a big group of folks who I think are persuadable and can be with us, but we have a lot of work to do and a lot of education, both around reproductive freedom and about racial justice issues. So I think we're seeing folks wake up now, like you said, they're starting to wake up and see this is really happening. And I don't think it's going to happen on its own, but I think we have an opportunity to really have these conversations, to really make these connections and to make sure folks know whose side they should be on. Well, yeah. And I, I, I hope people are getting it, but let's let's help them a little bit. Yep. Would this absolutely. not um, bring about? So you know, some people are already looking on the bright side. Oh, we got you know what is, is it? Is it twenty states where it's still legal? I guess is what. Yeah. So we're expecting twenty eight states to ban abortion when uh, Roe is overturned. And there are a number of other states who have a Republican trifecta who might take additional action. There are a number of purple states where there are going to be big fights ahead. Again, a lot of this will depend on the midterm elections. Right. Uh, but I think you're right. There are going to be some people who say, oh, well, this won't affect me because I'm in you know, California or New York. And I think I'd say a couple things to that. I would say it's going to affect you both logistically and politically, right? So when you have all these folks who are scrambling to try to travel out of state and go to the same few places, we don't have enough abortion providers to begin with. So it's going to be hard for everybody to figure out how to get care. Again, I think this is going to affect folks, you know, when we're looking at the what's happening politically and what's happening in the midterms. And then I would also, I think the most important thing to bring up is Let's look at who this is going to impact the most and the worst and the quickest, right? It's going to impact um, Black women, women of color, folks who are working to make ends meet, folks in rural areas. And I think this is a moment, you know, it's been a tough couple of years. A lot of us have been really focused on just getting through ourselves. And I think this is a moment that calls on us to care about other people and to think about other people and to center them and to fight for them the way we would fight for ourselves um, in the way that we are going to be fighting for ourselves. You, you mentioned intersectionality, especially in terms of issues. So what's the other issue they've been coming at everybody on? The teaching of history. Mm-hmm. They say CRT, but they've just assaulted all history that their CRT was never taught in schools, elementary and secondary schools anyway. And so I wonder if we're at a disadvantage because we've not, and, and you know, this is, you know, collective criticism and accountability for us all. Maybe we've not really educated people enough or reminded them, those who may have forgotten, what things were really like before 1973. You know, I mean, I mean, maybe that's a part of it too. And people may just take for granted, well, you know, that's never coming back. It's never going to happen again. But literally, we're headed back there because before 1973, there was abortion. But only certain t- kind of women, certain type of women, certain class yeah. of women could afford it and could have access to it. Right. That's that's the difference. And if we get in the fights in these states, depending on what the midterms do, 
couldn't we, we, we be right back in that same situation again? So I think I love the way you're making all these connections because it's so important. I think that, you know, abortion rights, CRT, all of this really shows that the Republican party who loves to talk about how much they love freedom have been fighting to take away people's freedom to decide their freedom to learn their freedom to vote. They're trying to do all of it. And the reason why, listen, they don't want people to have the textbooks. They don't want people to be able to vote because they know they're not the majority and they know that's what they have to do to get people to win. So listen, we could all do a better job of learning from our history, but it's, it's hard when it's hypothetical, but it feels so much realer now. So how do we make the most of this moment to say, this is what happened we're not going back there and we got to commit to, to learning from our history and to, you know, making sure that people understand what the other side is trying to do. So what is, what is NARAL organizing people to do? What, what can we say to people? How can they get involved? Cause people want to do something right now to, to yeah. give us some instruction, if you would. I will say too, I've been so heartened by all of the support that I've been hearing and, you know, by all of the folks speaking out and wanting to take action. You know, this is hard work. You know, this movement work is hard. It can be depressing and infuriating and just seeing people stand up and say, we're not, you know, we're not going to stand for this has made me personally feel better. And so I want people to keep doing that. I think this is all going to come down to the election. Uh, We all worked our asses off to get as many Democrats as we could elected in the last cycle. It is frankly not going to be enough right now to end the filibuster and pass WIPA. We should call on them to do that. We should push on them to do that. But what we really need to do is get enough folks elected, both at the federal level and really at that state level, where all of these bills and fights are going to happen. Um, We got to get folks who are champions for reproductive freedom elected, who are going to fight like hell to not let those bans pass and to expand access where we can expand access. And, and this is where young women voters become important. You all, uh, this, this is your moment. If there ever was a moment, <laughs> this is it. It's, it's time for, you know, the younger generation to take over at the polls. What do, what, so let me ask you this first. Are you, you, you said you're hardened. Are you hardened? Because let's face it. I think there's been a lot of angst even about the midterms that yep. our side is 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 demoralized and somewhat apathetic um you think this i think i hope i'm right that this is the very thing that's going to really mobilize people for the midterms what do you think about that am i am i being too optimistic no i don't think so i mean i have been seeing and hearing about this and the decision and the rage and the determination from all corners in a way that I had hoped to see, but that I honestly wasn't sure that we would see beyond the activist circles. And we're really seeing that energy take hold. Again, I don't think this happens immediately. If we all just sit on our couches and say, oh yeah, we're good now because of that abortion thing. Absolutely not. We got to be fighting like hell to get the folks elected because of all of the other disadvantages that we're facing this year. But hell yeah, Republicans know they're in trouble. They know this is terrible for them. And we should be reminding them of that. We should be holding them accountable. Me personally, I am going to use my rage and direct it toward revenge at that ballot box. And if we do that together, then we 
will be able to get there. Uh, but again, we all got to get off our couches and work together. Are, there's another optimism that I've heard that I think might be a little bit idealistic, but I'll, I'm sure you've heard it too. I'll give you <laughs> respond to it. Okay. This, this actually was leaked, but the idea is that the reaction, public reaction will force Roberts to try to stop it and swing another vote before this actually goes down in June. Um, what do you, what do you, I mean, I, I hate to put all my eggs in that basket because I don't want to be disappointed, but what do you, do you lend any credence to that hypothesis? Yeah. So listen, <laughs> theories about the leak, fascinating. You know, we could hypothesize about what happened and why and what's going to happen. But A, I want to make it clear that that's interesting, but what's actually happening is more important and we all need to be yelling about that. But, you know, I don't know. Public opinion matters. Public outrage matters. Will it make a difference? I have no idea, but we're all feeling it. So we might as well make it known as much as we can. And whether it impacts the decision, I don't know. Will it impact the way that politicians in these states vote? Hell yeah, we can scare them into voting differently, right? Um, again, we can, you know, fight to get folks elected. So I don't know on the leak. We could hypothesize it as much as we want, but the main thing right now is let's make sure that folks are able to get the care that they need right. and let's fight like hell to create a country where everybody is able to do that. Folks, we invite you to go to prochoiceamerica.org, find out more, get involved. It's the, it's the National Abortion Rights Action League. Action is key word. <laughs> Got to do something, y'all, for real. So please uh, get involved. Um, all, all of those who are men like me, this is a time for us to stand up and absolutely be real allies, not just throw that word around, um, but to stop trying to control women's bodies. That's, no, that's, that's unacceptable. And, and as I alluded to before, um, a, a great man once said to a great woman, uh, James Baldwin said to Angela Davis when she was in prison and facing death row, he said, if they take you in the morning, they will come for the rest of us in the night. And that is what is happening here, right here, right now. So we've got to get into it, folks. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions. Same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. ProChoiceAmerica.org. Our guest today has been Dina Montemarano, the research director. Uh, also a native New Yorker, so we applaud her for that. 
uh, <laughs> as well. I'm, I'm living in her hometown right now, as you all know. Dina, thank you for joining us and please keep us posted and, and let's stay in touch so we can share with the good people in the audience and around the country how they can get involved and what assignments we can encourage them to take on, okay? Yes, sir. Amen. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.